Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, I can hear you. Okay, count to five for me so I can set me a level. Starting with challenges. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, there would be no math. Um, okay. Introduction, and, uh, and then off we'll go. Here we go. Okay. John Feinstein is a columnist for the Washington Post, author of over 40 books. His newest is a novel, Game Changers, a continuation of his Benchwarmers series. Pleasure to welcome John Feinstein back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, John? I'm well, John. Uh, I actually went to a golf tournament last week, so that was a that was a major change after 18 months away. So uh, I'm glad. I was glad to be back. Anything changed in the 18 months? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, for one thing, we can't. We still can't go in the locker room, and that's an ongoing debate between those of us in the media and the tour. Obviously. When they first started playing, it was a perfectly reasonable position to take uh, in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, but unless the Delta variant really takes off, which it could, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's time. And, and, and the interesting thing is I've talked to a number of people while I was there, and I, the players, of course, instinctively want the media not in the locker room sure. and, and, and except what they don't understand is it actually helps them. Cause when I want to talk to a player and I want to sit down, I, it's not like I'm just interviewing somebody about birdies and bogeys. That's not what I do. Uh, and the player says, yeah, sure. Be glad to talk to you. Well, where should we go to talk? The most logical place is somewhere in the locker room where he can be comfortable. Um, and it makes his life easier, makes mine easier too. Uh, and I hope eventually we get back to that. But it was nice to see a lot of the players that I haven't seen in so long. Do you get a sense, John, that access is is waning more and more? Uh, in all sports, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I've often said to people, maybe to you, that I'm very glad that I'm not entering journalism today, uh, that I'm more toward the end of my career because – when I was a, a kid reporter at the Post and covering the University of Maryland, for example, I would go to pr- football practice, basketball practice every day. It was routine. I would be in the locker room before practice, after practice, routine. Nowadays, you need a court order to get into practices uh, at any level, pretty much. And uh, if you want to talk to a player, they want you to go through sports information director and you know, what do you want to talk to him about and all this stuff. So I, I'm glad I'm not a young beat writer at this point in my life. And then the same is true in golf. When I did a good walk spoiled, John, the way I introduced myself to players was to walk in the locker room and introduce myself to players. It was mm-hmm. that simple. Yeah. Not as simple these days as you well know. Yes. Um, speaking of those days, uh, much was made over the weekend that um, the Tiger turned professional 25 years ago right? last week. When all is said and done, and maybe all is said and done, John, do we remember him more more for the accomplishments or more for what it could have been? Well, I think both. Uh, certainly the accomplishments are extraordinary. Um, and uh, you, the, the, just the numbers, uh, 10 years with five wins or more, to me that's, that's astonishing. Four straight wins in majors, astonishing in this day and age. 15 major wins. Uh, he's probably not getting to Jack Nicklaus's 18, but uh, he's way ahead of everybody else who's ever played golf. Uh, and, and it goes on and on and on. But 
when he won his 14th major in 2008, he was 32 years old. And we all thought he was coming into his peak years, that the next five to seven years he'd win at least another five to ten major championships. I mean, remember, as we said, at one point he won four in 12 months. Uh, he also won seven out of 11 during a stretch from 1999 to 2002 before he made the mistake of firing Butch Harmon as his swing coach. Um, so, the, 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 yes, you have to factor in what might have been. What might have been if he hadn't destroyed his personal life? What might have been if he hadn't had all the injuries? Um, and that that you can make that case with a lot of athletes who've had injuries. Um, but Tiger compounded them with with uh, because it started. It didn't. It, he did have to have the the surgery in 2008, but he came back in 2009, and he didn't win a major, but he almost won a major, and I think he won five or six times and was player of the year. So he came all the way back from that, and then, you know, he he threw his personal life over a cliff, and I think that affected him more than we all thought it would. Um, uh, at the time, because remember when he did come back in 2010 after the the so-called accident, um, he finished fourth in both the Masters and the U.S. Open, and you thought, okay, here he goes, he's going to just be Tiger again, but he wasn't. Yeah. We're talking with John Feinstein here on the Augusta Golf Show. You make a great point in the timeline, because I think a lot of people forget he accomplished all that he accomplished in a compressed timeline because there were so many years we didn't have him. Yeah, 14 majors in 11 years, uh, you know, between 1997 when he won the Masters by 12 and 2008 when he won that epic playoff with Rocco Mediate at Torrey Pines. Uh, and, and all those wins along the way in, in regular tournaments, that's why he's won 82 times on the tour. Uh, and, and so, again, you look at it in 2008, and you, you, you go from there to when he was 40, if the pace had stayed the same, he would have blown away all, all the numbers, including Nicholas's record. And I think Nicholas was Nicholas was girding for that <laughs> from the minute Tiger won that Masters. He would bring it up all the time. Oh yeah, he's going to break my record. There's no problem. I remember him coming in to the media room. You were probably there in '97 mm-hmm. because you know he'd always, he always has come in on Tuesday before the Champions Dinner. And he had played a practice round that day. I think he and Arnold had played a practice round that day with Tiger. And this is before Tiger's won anything, major-wise. And uh, he says, oh, this kid's going to win more Masters than Arnold and me combined. Well, that would be 10. And I I think, and and, and if you notice through the years, even after the injuries and the personal problems, Jack continued to say, oh, he's going to break my record. He's going to break my record. And it's sort of like when you're you're watching your team play in a team sport, and you go, "Oh, there's no way we're winning this game. We're not going this game because you you, you don't want to set yourself up to be disappointed." Well, the the other player is always going to make the putt. You gotta you yeah. Gotta well, think you got to think that way in yeah. match play. That's for sure. Um, and 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 I'm and I'm sure Patrick Cantlay was thinking hmm. Sunday that Bryson DeChambeau was going to make the putt about seven or eight times. Uh, do you do you think we? Do you think we see Tiger compete again? You know, there's no way to know, John, because, you know, believe it or not, Tiger has not been in touch with me since the accident. Unbelievable. Uh, isn't that shocking? Uh, maybe he tried to reach me and I missed the call. Certainly possible. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm not sure that Tiger or his doctors know at this point. 
whether he can play again. I mean, the injuries were obviously very seriously, very serious, excuse me. Uh, he has, as he always does, uh, stayed as far under the radar as he possibly can. That's always been his way. Uh, and knowing him, the little that I do, I love it when people claim they they know Tiger Woods. I'm not sure Tiger knows Tiger Woods. But the what I do know, having been around him, for 25 years on and off is that he will want to play again. He's not going to want the ending to be, uh, you know, his car rolling over and over on a, on a, on a road outside Los Angeles. He's not going to want that to be his ending. Um, I don't blame him. Just as when Alex Smith had that horrible in, leg injury playing quarterback here in Washington, he didn't want the end to be him carted off the field and having to have 17 surgeries and managed to come back and play again. To me, that was as impossible a feat as anything I've seen in sports, him coming back and playing decently Mm -hmm. uh, in the NFL. Golf's not football. Tiger's not going to get tackled by anybody if he does come back to the golf course. So, again, as I often said during his majors drought, when people would say, is he done winning majors, I would say, if it was anybody but Tiger Woods, I'd say, yes, he's done. I'll say the same thing. If it was anybody but Tiger Woods, I'd say, yes, he's done. But he's Tiger Woods. Okay, with all that in mind, and while I have you on the phone, and while it's U.S. Open Tennis Week, Federer, are we, have we seen the last of Roger? I think he will try to come back and play um, for the same reason that Tiger would want to come back and play. Again, you're talking all-time greats here. Um, I don't think he wants his last memory of major tennis to be losing the fourth set uh, or excuse me, the third set of a quarterfinal match at Wimbledon, six love. Uh, competitors are like that. I, I, I think if, if he can get healthy, and that's a big if, this is his third knee surgery, um, he, he might want a, a farewell tour at, at 40. Go play in Australia, uh, go play, maybe not play in France because he's got no chance to win on clay. <laughs> Um, play Wimbledon one more time, and, and then maybe bow out after Wimbledon, which he's won eight times. How about uh, how about Serena? I, I how think about he'll Ser- want to play. How about Serena? Same thing. Hmm. Uh, again, uh, she she would love to win that twenty fourth major, uh, which to me is not that big a deal because to me she's the all time greatest tennis player. Again, uh, as with Tiger, you have to look away from just pure numbers because when Margaret Court won her 11 Australian Open titles. The Australian Open back in those days was still almost intramural. Most of the great players didn't travel to play in Australia back then. And uh, Margaret Court was a great player, don't get me wrong, but uh, her 24 is a little bit of a false number, whereas Serena's 23 is not. But I would bet, again, if she can get her body to the starting line, she'll play again. He is John Feinstein. Uh, John, thank you for, for taking the time to do this. I always appreciate it. Thanks, as always, John. I enjoy it. <laughs> Trying to get myself to the starting line every day. Uh, <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. All right. I have cats that wake me up every morning. Uh, so. I've, you know, Jonesy, um, it's, uh, Lisa and I have this discussion about Jonesy. On the weekends, he's in my face getting me up because I think he thinks – Hey, you're not supposed to be here. You're right. su- you're you supposed to be early. now, right. but I feed him when I get up because I'm the kind of person I'm up. 
It's just my nature. Once I've right. once once I've awakened, I'm up. Yeah, no, I'm the same. So I I, I feed. So he's going to keep bothering me, and I'm not going to get any sleep. So I go ahead and feed him. We just try to make it a little later in the morning, sixish right. or something, and not four. But I swear, right. I swear to you, he's in my face because he's like, "You're not supposed to be here. Get up." Yeah. No, and 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 they 